It starts with an idea, then it's all about action. We're asking the hustlers, the action dreamers, the entrepreneurs, how to make it all possible. But this is all about keeping it real. Not everything is picture perfect, and we want to know about the struggle and the many sleepless nights that it takes to bring a business to life. They say we learn through our mistakes. Well, we're asking the experts so you don't have to. This is Commercial Free. Hey everyone, welcome back to this week's episode of the Commercial Free Podcast. Today we have one of our very own uh, local surf shops, uh, Locals, and I have their co-founder on the podcast with us today to discuss how he got into the industry and uh, basically became an entrepreneur starting his own business and teaching people uh, how to surf. So Mike Reinhardt, why don't you introduce yourself to the guests and listeners? Yeah, good morning, Steve. Thanks for the intro. Uh, as you said, my name is Mike Reinhardt. I am one of the co-founders of Locals. We are you know, an expanding brand uh, all around surfing. We started with the surf school 10 years ago now, which is crazy to think about. And um, we've expanded into surf lessons, surf camps for kids, surf retreats to countries abroad. We also have our shop that Steve mentioned, which is basically like a clubhouse where we serve coffee and food. It's a place where people can keep their surfboards and hang out after their session. And we have a few other things going on as well related to the surfing business, all in Rockaway Beach, which is where uh, my business partner and I grew up and still live. That's amazing. Thank you for sharing that. Rockaway Beach is like a really special place. And uh, so like, what was the inspiration for you and your business partner to like start in Rockaway? Well, both of us had just, uh, well, I just graduated college and he was just finishing up his last year. And um, honestly, I think sometimes just knowing what you don't want to do is just as important as knowing what you do want to do. And uh, I, you know, growing up in Rockaway, we are in New York City, but we're on the outskirts of it. And schools for elementary, primary schools are pretty good, but then you get to high school or junior high, high school, not so great. They've come a long way since I was a kid, but uh, yeah, I had to commute to go to high school every day in the city. And I love my high school, great experience, but man, that commute was brutal on a teenager waking up at 6 a.m. every day, hour and a half commute each way, not getting home till you know seven o'clock after swim practice and after school stuff, you know. So that grind of commuting every day to the city really made me want to figure out something else. Uh, I didn't know what that was going to be, but I wanted it. Uh, after college, um, I still didn't really have a clue what I wanted to do. Um, and Mike came to me with the idea of starting a surf school. We had been friends for a while, both of us sort of living in parallel universes within the Rockaways. And uh, we had known each other and been friends, but it, it felt like an interesting opportunity. I wasn't sure about it at first, but we kept very, uh, you know, very small, not lofty goals of just making our, you know, money back over the summer. We didn't really care about turning a profit. We wanted to have a ton of fun and we wanted to most importantly gain the experience of what it's like to run a business or at least start a business. Um, so I think that was good because we were both in a place where it wasn't too risky. We were still young and could go back to our degrees and business and whatnot. But uh, but fortunately, you know, we really applied ourselves and we hit all those goals pretty quickly. So we thought, okay, how 
far can we take this? And it has been a journey ever since. Both of us are social. We love meeting people, interacting with people. Uh, we love the Rockaways and we love surfing. So it's just natural that we wanted to share that with people through teaching and community-based uh, businesses and so forth. That's amazing. Thank you for sharing that. And you touched upon goals before. And would you say like goal setting and like taking small steps along the way was crucial for you getting to where you are 10 years later? I think so, man. I, I Obviously, I guess it depends on your industry. If you're well-established in your career and you're trying to start a big company uh, with investors and the like, I mean, you, I'm assuming, must have some lofty goals uh, in order to even make it viable in the least bit, right? But I, I do believe that in general, uh, the biggest deterrent for a lot of people to start their own business is to just start because nobody has a great idea of how to do it or what exactly they want to do. Nobody's ever going to feel like it's the right time. It seems to me that the people who just jump off the cliff and learn to fly on the way down are the ones that succeed. I mean, yes, you may fail, um, but you'll definitely fail if you never try. So I think just go for it, set some small goals, and then parlay those accomplishments into bigger ones. And ultimately, it is the journey along the way. It's not necessarily the end that is the uh the fun part, even though that's what you might think it's all about. So, so yeah, for anyone else thinking about doing a business, uh, just start some small goals and just start. That's the most important thing. Thank you for sharing that. Yeah, I think you're right. Get just getting out of like your own way is a huge one to um, get to where you want to go, and then just focusing on the journey and then the process, and then uh, if you take that like those careful steps and just enjoy it, you'll get the end result that you want, and it might even be better. Yeah. And our, our, you know, I think really it is uh, one of the hardest things is to get out of your own way. I think that whether or not we all realize that we are our biggest critics, we are our uh, toughest bosses on ourselves. And it's, uh, yeah, it, it is hard to get out of your own way. It's, but once you're, once you're past that, then the other obstacles that come along might not seem as hard. Um, I don't mean to downplay the risks and uh, struggles you might encounter along the way. But again, if you don't get out of your own way, you're never going to, you're never going to make it. No, you're right. Once you, and it, how, how I'm sure you had, you experienced this a little bit too. Like, what was it like getting out of your own way to um, just start your business? Cause I remember you saying like, it was like a first summer uh, thing with, with you and Mike. And it was like, basically just like, trial and error and just seeing what worked and what didn't, right? Yeah, essentially. And, uh, you know, I will admit when I first was presented with the idea of potentially starting a surf school, my initial thought was that could be a good idea. That sounds cool, but I just, I just can't imagine this actually working. I mean, this was also a different time in the Rockaways, you know, uh, there, there wasn't nearly as much attention on it. Uh, especially the surf scene as there is now. So it just, it seemed like a daunting task and something that was just going to be risky. And uh, at that point in my life, though, I really felt this sense of having nothing to lose. Um, I 
you know, again, just finished college and had no idea of what I wanted to do. And I, I think that as we get older, it does become a little harder to really go after something that you have been dreaming about, right? Because maybe you have a decent job and it's not fulfilling you or you're not super happy there, but it's paying you enough that you're comfortable and it just seems so risky. And maybe now you have a wife and or kids and it's just like, ah, you know, I, I don't, I don't know if I can do this, but it's the people who really take the risk and really want something that are going to be rewarded for it. If it was easy, no one would do it. Right. No, you're right. I mean, every, you... everybody would do it. I should say everyone would do it if it was easy and, uh, and we'd have a lot more successful people, but, um, that's just the, the nature of it. Yeah, you're right. And I, it's funny, like you talk about people like being comfort, comfortable in their own uh, like jobs. And like, I, like I've heard people use the term like golden handcuffs. So people are like comfortable. Yes. I just heard that one recently for the first time. Right. Yeah. No, like, I, I thought that was a pretty cool uh, term, you know, like I'd never heard of it before. And it's like, and it's true though, you know, like, yeah, definitely. And like, so what was, what do you like most about the, the surfing industry from, and like, how much has it changed since you started? Cause you said in the Rockways, it wasn't really, um, as prominent as it is today. Yeah. So it definitely wasn't as prominent as it is today. It, um, you know, ask any local from Rockaways, the surf scene has been around forever and it was just a lot different. Um, you had really, mostly core surfers. And that doesn't mean that everybody was experienced or advanced. Um, it's actually kind of hard to find truly advanced surfers in the Northeast because we just don't get the consistency as places like California, Hawaii, or wherever that you can really practice. And of course, there is the dreadful winter where we do get good waves, but you know, you got to really want it. And um, so yeah, the surf scene has always been around much more of a core scene. Uh, and Right around 2012, though, with the opening of a few now popular small businesses like Takaway Beach at that point, Rockaway Taco, there started to be a little bit more interest in the Rockaways, um, a little bit more of a draw from a different crowd, like what you would call the hipsters from Brooklyn or whatever. Um, and then with Hurricane Sandy uh, later that year, um, obviously all the world was paying attention to the, the Rockaways because it was devastated. And then, uh, you know, very fortunately, a lot of people came and volunteered and helped out. And then as they did that, they sort of discovered the Rockaways for their own. Um, and then as the area was legitimately leveled by the storm, uh, the only thing to do was rebuild. And a lot of the infrastructure and businesses then were greatly improved. And so with all the new attention on it and with all the new improvements, then Rockway became even more of an interesting place. And obviously, you know, if you go to a ski town, well, what's everyone going there for? The mountain skiing, snowboarding. If you come to a beach town, people are going to come here for surfing. So surfing got a lot more popular. Um, people are finding it as a really great escape from the city and wanting to reinvent themselves through this cool hobby and sport. Uh, and now there's a ton of people learning, um, still a ton of people who have a ton of experience, which is challenging for everybody because, you know, it's, it gets crowded and busy, but that's just the nature of it, unfortunately. Um, but you know, we believe in that it should, it should be something that all can enjoy as long as you're doing it safely and responsibly. Yeah, no, I completely agree with you on that one. As long as as long as it's safe and responsible, um, it just makes it so much more fun. So, like for for anybody who's listening right now, 
Like, what advice would you want to give to them if they've never stepped on a surfboard or even looked at one before? Like, where where would you uh, t- tell them to start? Yeah, so it really depends. If you're if you're a kid, uh, you know, honestly, that's the best time to start. But and just get out there, have fun, play around in the water. I mean, that's how all of us really got started when we were young. Just literally body surfing, boogie boarding, playing in the ocean, and that comfort and understanding of just how the ocean moves and waves break that very well translates into surfing abilities when you pick up the surfboard now for kids out there you should always be out there with an adult or an older person and not to go out into waters that are too rough uh or you know ask your parents to roll in surf camp uh which we offer which is really a super fun and valuable way for kids to interact with other kids and to learn how to surf in a fun and safe environment but for our you know our major demographic which is adults don't worry it's not too late to learn it's not like learning how to uh skateboard which is totally possible late in life but Obviously, you fall on your butt. It's going to hurt on the concrete. Whereas surfing may seem a little scary, but it's really not with the proper guidance. Uh, it's And it's not so hard on the body like other extreme sports. So it's totally doable. And we have plenty of people doing it, you know, later in life. We just taught someone recently who was in their 70s. And uh, I would advise that you take a lesson or make sure you have at least um, a very – experienced guide if it's a friend or family member or whatever you it's not so easy to go out there on on your own for the first time and it's also not responsible um and then for all those who aren't taking a lesson but maybe having their friend or family member take them out as a guide it's important to have the right gear and so for boards you want to have a nine foot long board at least that's a soft top type so it's not going to hurt you or anyone else for the most part but i've heard so many stories of saying like yeah i've surfed before but i tried with like my boyfriend and he put me on this like beater board that he had it was too small and i just got my butt kicked you know and so it starts with right guidance right gear and if you're taking a lesson though you're going to learn everything from the basics and instead of someone just throwing you out there you're going to feel really comfortable by the time you even get in the water with all the safety and preparation and the right gear and then someone who's professionally trained how to teach you you know and then uh, we have people who take lessons for a long time because they want to just keep improving you know or they just like the experience of having someone out there to watch them even if they're goal is to just have fun and not really quickly improve. But we have people who take a handful of lessons and then we say, okay, it looks like you're doing good. And then they just go at it on their own after that. You know, that's the natural progression of things. Yeah. Thank you for, thank you for sharing that insight into just starting out. Like, uh, I know I actually came to one of your lessons this, this year because one of my friends, uh, the three of them, they took one of uh, your your classes. And the, the amount of detail and care that all your instructors had was so, so nice. So like this upcoming summer, I think it's going to be the year where I uh, uh, come and take a surf lesson just because I remember last year I was lifeguarding at the beach because uh, I lifeguard between 135th Street and 149th. I think last year was like my eighth year, which is hard, which is pretty crazy saying that. But yeah, definitely. It's crazy. And then like in the summertime, like we they really can't don't let us take off uh, on the weekends just because it gets like super crowded. So they need as many lifeguards as they can. Yeah, I remember I was a lifeguard for like six or seven years in the same shack. Oh, really? Who was your uh, chief at the time? Uh, Cliff. Cliff. Oh, really? He was he was my uh, chief also. <laughs> yeah, Cliff's been around forever. He ain't going nowhere, but yeah, uh, he's great. Yeah, no, he's not going anywhere. But um, yeah, no, it's it's something uh, that 
like really takes the learning curve off when you have like a nice instructor. So definitely something I want to do uh, this coming year. Yeah, and you said you know you want to do it this upcoming year, but what's also interesting is that you don't need to wait. Uh, we teach all year round, and uh, obviously, if it's you know one of those really cold days in the winter, it's not as uh, attractive as a super warm summer day. But there are advantages to each season. For example, winter is the least crowded, so you're going to have that uh, space out there to feel comfortable and not pressured into a, a crowd situation or anything like that. And yes, it may be colder, but we give you proper wetsuit gear that you would be surprised on certain days you won't feel cold in the least bit um, because it's thick, you're covered head to toe, and they're relatively flexible. Um, and uh, yeah, there are going to be certain days that like we say, hey, it's just too cold out there, or too windy. But it is really nice to not have that crowd. And I always say it to people who don't understand it, is that, well, when you go skiing or snowboarding, you wouldn't go – in your bikini or bathing suit, would you? No, you take snow pants and a, a nice ski jacket and goggles and gloves. It's, it's the same thing for surfing. You just wear the appropriate gear. And then again, if you have, you know, appropriate attention, like from a, uh, an instructor, then you'll be just fine. In fact, today's freezing out there. It's only like 20 degrees. And we have a couple students out there right now uh, with nice small waves. And I'm sure they're having a blast. That's pretty awesome. So actually, you know what? Like, I turned 25 in... February, so maybe I'll do that as my my uh, like little uh, celebration. Just go out in the go out in the water and do a, a surf lesson. So that's that would be fun. <laughs> Definitely. Yeah. So like along your journey over the past like ten years, what's something that you like really learned from and that's helped you open up the Locals Collective um, shop for people to go to afterwards? Well, as you can imagine, it's been it's been a long and uh, adventurous journey. So there's been a whole lot of experience and learned. But in terms of just you know opening up that shop, um, that was a big challenge for myself and Mike because of, although it it is um, you know a related business, they're they're very different the way you know this the, we do involve some services there like we do some you know, board storage and, uh, and some rentals and whatnot. But uh, the food and beverage industry was completely new to us. And I think anybody in that industry will tell you that it's uh, it's a tough one. Um, and so we, it's a, it was a totally new learning curve. And that one was an even bigger jump for us off a cliff, you know, so we really had to dive into that. And, you know, here we are three and a half later, years later, we're still learning, you know, it still takes a while for businesses to get to maturity. Um, so that was, um, you know, like I said before, you want to, you want to get after it. You want to just jump off the cliff and just start, but you also don't want to underestimate it. Um, and so, so that's something I've learned from this experience, but um, you know, just by seeing the way the community has been growing, another thing that I sort of uh, realized was the reason why we started it is as much as we weren't exactly sure of the idea or how to do it, we saw that the area down there was developing. Um, it, you know, when I was a kid, there was absolutely nothing in the 60s, but but now there's new homes, there's new businesses, now there's apartment buildings, more people, there's surf schools, more people are coming to the area, but there weren't so many places to hang out, to grab a bite to eat, to meet up after surfing or whatever, anything like that. So uh, we knew that the area needed more business, more commerce, more community based things. And so, uh, again, we just we saw that happening and we said, this is the time to get in and let, let's do it. And so, um, so yeah, we just went after it. 
That's awesome. Uh, like, like you said, going like we talked about this earlier, just going after it is one of the biggest things. And I got to give you credit for that too. Like, I, cause I see the the shop on Instagram and I've been to it a couple of times in person uh, and it just looks so nice. Thanks, man. Yeah. Appreciate it. Yeah, of course. Of course. Uh, like, I definitely want to come out there again soon too. Uh, so like, cause I live out in Howard Beach, so it's not too far from the Rockaways. <laughs> no. Yeah pretty close yeah so like what has been like the best resource that have helped you and and mike grow grow the business over the past 10 years has it been like uh just family members supporting you or was it just kind of like uh this the surf community by itself too that's a great question because um i think the answer is something that nobody really wants to hear including myself as someone who's asked that question to myself many times, there is no playbook on how to start a business. There is no playbook. And there's no guide. There's no manual. Uh, I'm sure if you know, I didn't really take too many business classes in college. I, I took more of a, a liberal arts degree in global studies, which you learn a little bit about a lot. Um, you know, in business class, they will teach you stuff. And in certain really good ones, I think they will have you write business plans and and do uh, internships for business and whatnot. But but still, there is no playbook on how to do these businesses. There are, is a lot of information out there, but you have to seek it. You have to go out. You have to read books. You have to, you know, ask people, you know, questions who – you know, you think have experience that they could parlay upon you and maybe give them something in return, like a free lesson, you know, give them value. You got to, you know, spitball things with family members or anyone who will listen until they turn, you know, so sick of hearing you. You have to, you have to think, you have to be creative, you have to be resourceful. Uh, but you, you have to try and you have to, you have to really figure it out yourself because there is no playbook. So, um, I would say to anybody who's trying to start a business, don't get frustrated when they can't find the answer because, boy, has that happened to me many, many times. Um, but it's out there. And most of the time, you know it within yourself, but you have to sort of uh, – you have to get there. And then over the years, as I have maybe become a little bit more sophisticated with the way I – operate and conduct business, I have, you know, I have gotten more resources that are a bit more uh, direct in terms of the way they help me. So uh, from time to time, I will uh, engage with a business coach for a little bit or like a personal life coach or something, or I'll go to a business seminar once a a year, read a few business books, you know, and all that stuff does um, serve you in the long run. But if you're trying to find a book on like how to start a coffee shop, well, yeah, there's some out there. They'll give you a good idea. But ultimately, your personal journey is going to be so different than whatever literature there is out there uh, that it's not it's it's still not going to be enough to to get you to just start this business. And then if you're trying to start something that's a little bit more, um, let's just say different, like a surf school or a rock climbing gym or anything like that, there is definitely not a book on how to start it. So again, trust yourself. Don't be discouraged. Know that there's no, you know, no one to hold your hand, no one to guide you. It's it's you that has to make it happen. Mike, you just gave a whole bunch of incredible insight into this. And, uh, you know, you're right. Like when people want to start their own business, it's going to be tough to, you know, find all the information. 
So like, let me ask you this: like, what would what would it have been like if you had like a one stop like shop for like people to look for you to go to and like they teach you from like A to Z on how to start your business? I'm just curious because like when I started my business, also I was like stumbling and stumbling on trying to find like the correct information because there's so much of it out there. You don't know what's like uh, useful and what's not. Yeah, I mean it's it's true. I mean I you know I've always sort of dreamed of let's just say having like a mentor or someone who says like oh you know mike don't worry like let's just sit down over the next six months and i'm going to train you how to do all this and i'm like awesome but you know as much as you want that and make it easier um in the end you know it's like it's just the silver lining is that uh you're better off for not having that, you know, that doesn't mean you shouldn't seek out resources and, and help from time to time, but you're better off because if you want to actually be able to capable of continuing your business and growing your business, you need to know how to do it and to know how to do it. You gotta, you gotta figure it out on your own. And, uh, you gotta be doing all that grunt work your own too. You gotta grind. I mean, I, I still, you know, although I'm, I'm fortunate now that I, I don't have to, you know, pull boards down to the beach or wash wetsuits as much. Uh, I know exactly what it's like because I did it for years. I, I did the grunt work. I, I learned how to get myself out of it and I learned how to teach it and make it easier and better for other people. And, and then still, like, I mean, if someone doesn't show up to work, I'm, I'm there teaching. I'm there, you know, digging our tents into the sand and washing wetsuits, doing the grunt work because I'm not above it. You know, I'm not above it at all. It just uh, but it really helps me to know what that what that was like having been there myself. Yeah. Thank you for sharing that. And Mike, I wanted to thank you again for uh, coming on to today's podcast. And before we uh, end things today, because I know you're you're going to Puerto Rico, so which is going to be amazing. So you're getting away from this cold weather. So like, what would be one uh, piece of advice for, because you, you touched upon this earlier too, like what, what would be something that um, you would recommend people to do uh when starting a business just in general like whether that be getting the right business partner or just finding the right investors yeah so that you know there's a there's a lot that could be said about that question i guess i'll give you some some like high level answers uh well so you have to think you know long and hard about whether or not you want a business partner or partners um in some cases it's going to be absolutely necessary and in some cases um it it really isn't um so i will say that having a business partner makes things a lot easier because you can effectively double or triple the amount of output you can uh you know you can create and do and expand upon um but when you have a partner, you have to be, you know, you're going to be married to this person. So you you have to know that the relationship is going to be right. The rules of engagement have to be very clear. The, your roles have to be very clear. And the outcomes have to be very clear because um, when you start something really small and uh, it can be it can be fine, like, hey, we're just going to work on all this together. But then eventually you can't both or all of you, let's say there's three or more, do everything all the time because then it's just not efficient and you're not going to get anything done. So, um, but then in some cases, 
you know, you might not want to take on a business partner if it doesn't make sense to, you know, either you're giving up equity in a, in a business just for the sake of having somebody to help you. But maybe you could just hire somebody instead who gets an, uh, a salary that makes it worth their while or pay potentially a little bit of a profit share, but not ownership. So you still have the unilateral control and then use other people as your resources for help, you know. So think long and hard about whether you want a business partner. And if you do decide to get a business partner, think long and hard about the latter pieces of advice Like I said, like, is this the right person or, or people? And how are we going to operate? And what are the rules of engagement? And and then what, you know, what are the rules um, in our operating agreement or whatever? If things don't work out, how do we, um, you know, how do we pull this apart? Because, you know, breaking up a business relationship is going to be just like breaking up uh, a married couple. Like I said, you're going to be married to this person. So you have to consider it long and hard. And then in terms of investment, um, you know, I think for some companies, uh, especially bigger ones uh, that, uh, you know, I can't speak to beyond my knowledge of just reading about them and learning about them. Um, I'm sure that you, that you just have to take on investors for, for many types of companies or big business to just get off the ground. But um, if you're not a giant company, um, think long and hard. Do I need investors? Do I need investors in this? Uh, because one of the biggest things that will lead you to be successful in business is being resourceful. That is to say, figuring out how to do something uh, in a way that costs you the least um, that maybe requires a little effort. So an easy example for me is that let's say, you know, I, that someone else can extrapolate is like, let's say I need someone who is going to be a videographer for a, a big shoot we want to do, but you know, we're a new business and I don't really have too much money to hire a pro videographer, but I can offer free private lessons to this person who maybe has been always wanting to get into surfing. So I offer them that value exchange and then I get a, a business shoot out of it. You know what I mean? You're right. So that's being resourceful and, and like love him or hate him. Jeff Bezos is obviously one of the most successful entrepreneurs in the world of all time. And he says, I don't surround myself with anybody who is not resourceful. And that I think speaks volumes. So if you can be resourceful and, and and somehow come up with money or the means to start your business, then don't take on investors if you don't have to. But if you do take on investors, just, you know, I think strongly consider what the implications of that are. How much control are they going to have and how much, you know, say do they have? How much how long do you have before you need to pay them back and and all those sort of things. Awesome. Thank you for sharing that. Yeah, that, no, that was great. some really, really great advice for people who want to start their own business. So for your business in general, uh, where can our listeners connect with you online and going forward if they want to try some surf lessons in the winter and then going into the summer? Definitely. So you can find us online. If you just type in locals surf school on Google, we'll come right up and that word locals is plural, so L-O-C-A-L-S. Or if you just want to go direct to the website, it's localssurfschool.com, L-O-C-A-L-S-S-U-R-F-S-C-H-O-O-L.com. If you're on Instagram, it's at localssurfschool. Or if you're trying to check out our uh, clubhouse and cafe, it's just at Locals Collective. Awesome. Thank you for sharing that. And uh, I'll be seeing you soon, too, at the shop. So and thank you again for taking the time to uh, talk about like what makes your business run and, and how it's... Uh, developed over the past 10 years yeah man my pleasure it's great chatting with you 
Hi, everyone. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode of the Commercial Free Podcast. If you loved this episode, please share it on your Instagram stories with the one takeaway you had and tag me in it at steven.brennan. That is S-T-E-V-E-N dot Brennan, B-R-E-N-N-A-N. And I look forward to spending time with you in the next podcast. And also don't forget to subscribe so that you never miss another episode.